ladies and gentlemen. It's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Pied del Cañon, ready for anything. I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Wednesday. We made it. It's hump day. Oye, Natch, what is this? Huele a vacaciones, no? <laughs> yeah. I've got some vacations coming up, guys. Got some holidays. Not that you will notice, my friends. You will hear talk of Rob being on holiday um, <laughs> practically from now until January. You will hear talk of such things. But you will not notice not a single beat missed in the Probo Show. It'll still be here every single day, my friends. Tomorrow, if you're one of the radio listeners, if you're one of the people who only listen to us on the radio, you poor, unfortunate souls, what happened to you? What happened to these people, Natch? That they would only access the show through the radio. Poor, poor people. If you're one of those people, tomorrow Richard Vaughn will be live at this time. But the Probo Show, for those of you wonderful, um, uh, wonderful people joining me live in the stream right now, it's going to be live as well with another podcast exclusive episode for those angelic beings who download the podcast a big hug a big kiss a big nibble of the ear to you people um it'll be live as per usual it'll be a good show tomorrow i'm looking forward to it i like doing the the home shows and on friday we'll be back in this studio yes even though i'm on vacation i'm gonna come back because you know why why just to spend a little time with the natch right natch (laughs) he's like just can you just go away (laughs) <laughs> Can you just, you've got vacations now. Go away. No, I'm still going to be here. All right, friends. Well, what a show we have lined up for you today. Oh, my God. It is a really good one today. In a hundred humans, I asked them to name the most annoying thing about the internet. Nombra la cosa más molesta de internet. It's weird for me that, Natch. You don't say of the internet. You say of internet. Not de, de la, del of internet all right see you know i i I agonize about sounding like tarzan when i speak spanish and sometimes you know you do it to yourselves um then in um uh, in today's complete the news we'll find out um what an orthodontist is offering to people who get invisalign treatments you know what invisalign is natch yes i did Ah, what what do they call it in Spanish? Exactly the same. That's a brand. Okay. There are more brands. Well, we'll find out what an orthodontist... Dude, I need orthodontistry to say the word orthodontist in Spanish. (laughs) Orthocista. Orthodontista. 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 Will will Rob get it right? Tune in. Orthodontista. No, I've done it wrong again. Orto. Orthodontista. Let's see if I remember that in half an hour's time when we get into it. (laughs) And if we have time, we'll find out um, what's obstructing the city water supply um, in uh, Ciudad Victoria. Hmm. Um, And today's unpopular opinion, a divisive one. A lot of people reached out to me yesterday on Instagram where I post the polls, the initial poll, with with their opinions on this one. Privacy is a myth. La privacidad es un mito in the digital age, en el era digital. And we should accept it. Y deberíamos, uh, deberíamos, deberíamos, oh, Natch! Auto-correction. Don't bother. No, don't. Don't stretch. Nivelazo. Well, there it was. (laughs) Deberíamos aceptarlo. Um, Privacy is a myth in the digital age, and we should accept it. Interesting opinions came out um, from the people on Instagram. But, of course, when we get down to the actual vote, when we find out the truth behind this, the people on Instagram, they don't count. The people who do count are... Decoy, Bridge, Eugene, Coco, Vero, all the amazing people joining me in the live audience today. How are you doing, friends? Um, if you want to join, if you want to be as sexy and as appealing as those people, it's easy, guys. You go to Professional Bohemian on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Professional Bohemian. 
Couldn't be easier, friends. Bohemio Professional, pero en inglés. How do you find me on um, Instagram? Bohemio Professional, pero en inglés. On Instagram. How do you find me on Patreon if you want to have access to all the content that I post there? Professional. Uh, Bohemio Professional, pero en inglés. Dude, Natch. Can I make it easier for people? At this point, you're just being lazy, friends. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what, friends. I'm here. You're here. Let's see what's going on in the world today. Um, some more AI news. I know you love it. I know you love it. Um, Google's DeepMind, or Google DeepMind's AI weather forecaster, beats a global standard. Google DeepMind's AI weather forecaster handily beats a global standard. When they say handily for my international listeners, they mean easily or with um, uh, by, a, by a large amount. La inteligencia artificial de Google DeepMind um, predecir, predecir el tiempo supera con crece... Oh, I don't know. Es un estándar mundial. <laughs> I'm giving up, Natch. I think I think the translation elf he's, he's received too many beatings over over his time working on the show. He's gone crazy. Um, in September, Google DeepMind software Graphcast accurately predicted the landfall of Hurricane Lee in Nova Scotia, showcasing the potential of AI in meteorology. DeepMind's model outperformed the European Center for medium-range weather forecasting in forecasting over 90% of the 1,300 atmospheric variables, variables like humidity and temperature. And now get this. This is the impressive thing, Natch. Um, unlike traditional models that replicate atmospheric physics that and require supercomputers, when we say supercomputers, we mean like rooms in... Uh, in, in buildings, cold rooms in buildings full of servers and things like that. Instead of requiring supercomputers, Graphcast runs on a laptop and delivers forecasts in under a minute. Wow, we. The future is here, friends. Hump galore, says the bridge. Yes, hump day. Pa, 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 pa. Um, or, orthodont, orthodontista. Thank you, Vera. Can we get a. Um, uh, a nivelazo for, for Vero. By a nivelazo. Good morning, BTI. Of course, AI should be uh, should be doing that sort of thing. Exactly. That's what it was made for. So Graphcast uses um, graph neural networks to model the behavior of atmospheric fluids. Hmm. Train, it's trained on 39 years of European Center for Medium Range Weather Forecasting, the ECM. WF data on 30 years worth of data, which makes it, which is why it's so accurate. Fascinating article. It's from Wired, of course. You'll find the link on my Patreon for those of you who support me there. Um, yeah, while Google's AI model shows promise, it doesn't yet provide ensemble forecasts to accurate or accurately predict extreme weather events like Category 5 storms. The reliance on historical data also raises concerns about its effectiveness in a changing climate. Despite these changes, the ECMWF is developing its own AI model inspired by Graphcast, and the machine learning community continues to invest in improving weather forecasts. So apparently, it doesn't mention it here, the elves didn't write it in the notes, but apparently, it's um, very, very accurate at delivering 10-day forecasts. You know when you read the news on Google and you're like, well... You know that the day that you're looking at and tomorrow will probably be reliable. But by the end of the week, if you're, if you're looking 10 days ahead, it's like, yeah. It's, it's gambling at its best. Well... Not using um, uh, not using Graphcast, apparently. All right, let's move on. AI recruiters or open AI recruiters um, are trying to lure Google AI employees. That, Natch, we got into the wrong line of business. Me in, in media, entertainment, and production, you in the same thing. We got into the wrong line of business, friend. Los reclutadores de OpenAI intentan atraer a los empleados de Google AI. 
get this, with $10 million pay packets. Oh, oh. <laughs> Con paquetes sal uh, salarios de 10 millones de dólares, more or less. Yeah, okay. I get When I get the nod from Natch, it's like a visual nivelazo. You guys don't hear it, but it's there. <laughs> Unbelievable. $10 million. Dude, that's working for a year and then retiring for me and you, Natch. <laughs> I was speaking to my friend Gandalf last night. Um, he earns... Um, he, he's a he's a knowledgeable man. He earns um, uh, he earns quite a lot of money, quite right too, because he does an important job. I do. I mean, I think I, we we can't compare American salaries to European because the cost of living out there is just so extraordinarily high. He pays three thousand euros a month rent. <laughs> That's like living in Madrid, folks. <laughs> He asked me, what could I get in Madrid for 3,000 euros a month? I'm like, you could be living in the center in a, in a beautiful apartment. Oh, dudes. Anyway, so yeah, OpenAI recruiters are trying to lure Google AI employees with $10 million pay packets. Um, this report coming from, where was it from? Business Insider again. Um, OpenAI is actively recruiting top talent from Google, offering compensation packets between $5 million and $10 million. This initiative, reported by The Information, aims to attract... The Information is a, a pub, public, another publication. Aims to attract Google's best researchers with lucrative pay and advanced tech resources, including AI accelerator chips... Um, OpenAI valued at up to $86 billion. OpenAI is valued at $86 billion. This is a company, Natch, we didn't even know two years ago. <laughs> two years ago, it didn't even exist. When ChatGPT fell into the market, it made, uh, it made an impact and a shockwave that still people are failing to acknowledge how um, how 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 much of an impact it's having in their lives maybe you don't use it but you don't even realize how much you're exposed to ai information right now especially if you live on the internet anyway let's continue um so where were we uh, so valued at up to 86 billion dollars has already hired over 90 individuals from google and meta companies recruitment strategies include offering high salaries and generous equity as part of the total compensation targeting candidates passionate about ai safety and skilled in machine learning and coding incredible stuff okay final piece of news for today I'm going to give you a little bit of a light and cheeky news story today, Natch. Are you ready? Strap yourselves in. Bon los cinturones, friends. Um, what do you think? If if I was to say the words skincare to you, skincare treatments, maybe you'll think of, you know, if you're thinking in the high end, you'd think of companies like Dior, maybe. Mm. Who is uh, who are skincare products aimed at, would you say, Natch? If you had to pick a demographic group. Well, uh, I don't know. People over 40. <laughs> People over 40. Well, you know what? I would ag agree with that. And not just women. Right, sisters? <laughs> I'm going to get messages about that. Um, not just women. Men also. Use, do you do you moisturize? I, I've started moisturizing, Natch. Well, I haven't no. started moisturizing. I'm going to be honest. I bought some body lotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I used it this morning. Look at me, all shiny, like a newborn baby. <laughs> have I lost respect of, of the listeners? I don't care. <laughs> I probably didn't have any anyway. Um, do you moisturize or anything like that, Natch? No, I don't. You don't need to. I don't know what it is. It's that oracle. He, he, he just beams with sunlight every day. That's why. Um, especially if you live on planet Earth, says the bridge. So, yeah, I would say I would say the same thing for, for people, you know, mid-30s, 40s. You know, I guess that's because I associate skincare regimens with anti-aging. You take care of your skin, so the years, you don't notice them too much. Well, Dior has a new product, Natch. It's debuted a new product at 230 US dollars. 
per bottle. It's um, a scented water for babies. <laughs> Dior lanza el agua perfumado Bon Etoy. I don't know how to say that. I can barely pronounce things in Spanish. Come on, Dior. Para bebés por $230. Why, just get yourself some nanuka, no? What do you call that stuff? Nenuko. Nenuko, that's the one. What's nanuka? Did I just make that up? <laughs> it's an invention of my sick mind. Dior has expanded its baby Dior line with a new skincare range specifically designed for infants. Oh. Dior, go home, you're drunk. Kate, babies do not need skincare. <laughs> I, I'm lotioning my face right now. <laughs> Because of because I'm aging like a banana. If I was a baby, I wouldn't need it. Including, I'd love to know how to pronounce this in, in English or in any language. Bon etoy. It's spelled E-T-O-I-L-E. I have no idea. It's probably French. A scented water price. Scented water, Natch. Priced at 230 US dollars. This unique product created by Dior's perfume director, Francis Krugjan, is an alcohol-free blend with notes of pear, wild rose, and white musks. Oh, I hope when they say musks, they don't mean Elon. But never mind. Serving as a gentle perfume for babies. Dude. At that point, I'm getting a bottle of Calvin Klein 1, right? Just spraying it from maybe a little further back. I get it, friends. I get it, Dior. I understand. Babies stink. <laughs> $230 a bottle, though. I don't think I've ever bought... I don't own an aftershave that costs that much. I don't even know how much my... In fact, when I run out of aftershave, I will be aftershave-less until I get the next gift of aftershave. <laughs> Have you ever bought an aftershave for yourself, Natch? Uh, no, I don't, in fact, I don't use it anymore. Ah, no? Oh, I do every now and again. When I'm feeling particularly smelly or whatever. <laughs> no, I do, after shaving. Um, uh, but you don't use it? Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I'm convinced most men don't buy their own aftershave. If you're a man listening to the show right now, reach out to me, professional bohemian, wherever. Okay, you'll find me. Reach out to me. Do you buy your own aftershave? I've only ever used aftershave that was gifted to me. Never bought my own. Anyway, so yeah, the the Bon Etoy. <laughs> someone's going to reach out to me today and say I'm useless at pronouncing things. The, the, this scented water, along with the packaging for other skincare products, was designed by Baby Dior's artistic director. This launch marks a revival of Dior's tradition of creating perfumes for babies. There you go. If you've got too much money, Etoy. Probably Etoy. Thank you, Bridge. Bon Etoy. Oh, Bridge. Can we get a, a, a nivelath off a of Bridge? Buy a nivelath. Bon Etoy. Scented water. $230 a bottle. Toma. All right, there you go. That's the news, friends. Let's move on to today's Unpopular Opinion. Unpopular Opinion. Uh, Eugene says he buys it sometimes. Sometimes? That sounds really frequent. The bottle of aftershave I have, I don't know, I've had it for maybe 10 years. <laughs> oh. And then plus, I'm in my mid-40s now. Surely I'm getting to the age where I'm just old spicing it. <laughs> my grandfather wore old spice. If it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me. No, I use it like a boss, a Hugo boss. Now, I don't know why I'm talking to you, you guys about my aftershave. You don't care. What you do care about is today's unpopular opinion, which is privacy is a myth in the digital age and we should accept it. La, priva la privacidad es un mito en la era digital y deberíamos aceptarlo. Can you guess what they said on Instagram, Natch? Uh, true. They did say true. Little lot. A lot. <laughs> Ironically... Yeah, I would call this little. 64% said true. Um, now, it is a bit of a double-edged, unpopular opinion today. Privacy is a myth, and we should accept it. 
Um, okay, well, let's dig into this. Of course, I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning, and they provided me with some pros and cons. We're going to get into those right now, ahead of your guys' vote. Uh, by the way, if you want to vote live on the show, you can do so at twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. Let's get into it. With the advent of advanced surveillance technologies, social media, and data tracking, virtually every online action is monitored. The scale of data collection by corporations and governments makes true privacy nearly impossible. Almost every online activity leads to a digital footprint. From online shopping to social media use, personal data is cons uh, constantly being collected, making it exceedingly difficult to maintain privacy. Many businesses rely on data collection and shared and sharing for targeted advertising and analytics. This widespread practice suggests that personal data is no longer private, but rather a commodity in the digital space. And finally, in the pro column, the regularity of data breaches and cyber attacks further undermines the concept of digital privacy. Personal information stored online is perpetually at risk of being compromised. I mean, we're not going to kid ourselves, right, that, you know, privacy exists nowadays, right? We're being surveilled 24-7. Look around you on the streets, friends. Those cameras, they're not for reality TV shows, friends. They're for you. You know, the ones that are up on the motorway, the ones that are in public plazas. Yeah, those, those, aren't, those aren't there to film a flash mob, my friends. Those are there to film you. <laughs> privacy doesn't exist nowadays. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it does, Rob. It does. You, you are greatly over exaggerating. I don't share, you know. I don't share things online. All right, yeah. Do you ever go out in public? <laughs> how many? You don't even know how many. How many photographs you're in that you've never given permission for? You've just happened to be in the background of a shot that has been shared on social media or a video that's gone viral somewhere. You have no idea. You have no idea. Privacy, friends, is a myth, and we should accept it. But is the opposite also true? Let's get into the con column here, Los Contras. Um, privacy is not a myth, and it should not be accepted, or it shouldn't be surrendered. Uh, privacy is a fundamental right, and its importance doesn't diminish in the, in the digital age. Accepting its demise undermines basic human rights principles and the dignity of personal autonomy. Advances in encryption, security software, and privacy-focused technologies offer tools to protect privacy. The development and use of these technologies demonstrate that privacy can be preserved to a significant extent. The implementation of privacy laws and regulations like GDPR in Europe, yeah, Europe rocks, man, um, like GDPR in Europe shows a societal and governmental commitment to protecting privacy. These frameworks are evolving to address the challenges of the digital age. There is only so much Europe and, and and governments can do, friends. Let me be clear about that. Because the elves are paint, painting a bit of a, a pretty picture. GDPR exists here in Europe. Natu are you still getting spam email? I am. <laughs> I still get spam. You don't? No. Oh, Natch. Maybe you're, you take care of your email inbox. I just don't open the spam ones. <laughs> um, but you get targeted advertisement. I know you do. True classic tees. They've been haunting both of us. I get skull shaver ads now. I top it. Yeah. Um, G yeah, these, um, uh, they only protect us so far. We're all being targeted by, um, by marketing departments of companies. Anyway, let's continue. Um, the uh, uh, Public awareness and choice. Final point here. Increasing public awareness about digital privacy empowers individuals to make informed choices about their data. This includes opting for privacy-focused services and practicing safe online habits. All right, there you go, friends. Privacy online. Should we, um, should we, is it a foregone conclusion that we have no privacy nowadays? Should we just accept it as a reality of the digital age? Friends, I'm not going to tell you you guys are going to tell me i'm going to post a poll in the chat and you guys will tell me is privacy a myth 
And um, and should we just accept it? Fascinating point. What do you think about this, Natch, before we go into the break? I absolutely agree. <laughs> we, we should accept We should accept it, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you were to say to our grandparents, like, every move we make will will at some point be, um, be measured and would be understood by companies better than members of our own family, they would laugh at it in our face. But I have no doubt that Google and Facebook knows me better than my partner does. All right, friends. Well, there you have it. That's today's unpopular opinion. Um, and I ask you to share yours um, right here in the vault. Friends, so many things you could have been doing this morning, an infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and the Natch. And it means the world. I'll see you in a few minutes. Hey, guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professionalbohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professionalbohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Probo Show live. It's currently 9 a.m. Central European Time, 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 4 p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. If you're just tuning in, what have you missed? Uh, we looked at Google's, oh God, what was it called? E Graphcast, uh, DeepMind's AI weather forecaster that can uh, do a job on a laptop in a few minutes, what it used to take a, a, a supercomputer to do, that is predict the weather accurately. Incredible technology. Um, then we looked at OpenAI poaching um, staff or in, in trying to poach staff from Google AI with pay packets of up to $10 million. Natch, it hurts my heart. I would work for a tenth of that for, <laughs> for anyone. <laughs> um, and then, oh God, Dior, go home, you drunk. Not only for creating a $230 bottle of water, basically, for babies, but because I, you've caused tons of listeners to scream at their computers, cars, mobile phones. It's pronounced etoile. <laughs> I get it. Look. I, I can bet you've heard me try and speak Spanish. Just imagine my French. So, étoile. Bon étoile. Good star, it means. Thank you to Vero, by the way, for, for telling us that. All right. So, and then we moved on to today's, um, today's unpopular opinion, which is privacy is a myth. La, privac la privacidad. Privacidad. Oh, oh Natch. Oh, languages are difficult today. La privacidad es un mito en la era digital y deberíamos aceptarlo. Privacy is a myth in the digital age and we should accept it. The results of the poll is in. As I said on Instagram, 64% of people said true. Natch agrees with us on this. He says true as well. Yeah, we should just accept it. We should just accept it. Uh, let's get into some comments on the in the chat. Vero says it's um, it is really difficult to keep privacy nowadays, especially in social media. Um, as I see it, someone, I don't know who, should take measures so that certain data stays unknown for the general public. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I completely agree. Um, but I think it's too late. I think it's way too late, friends. I mean, you go on the metro... And there are kids with mobile phones. They could be taking pictures. They could be flying. Look at me. I sound like an old man. These kids with their mobile phones. I'm with my mobile phone too. Do <laughs> um, you know what I mean? We're being filmed. We're being caught on camera all the time. Forget about it. Privacy is over. Game over, friends. It's game over. I mean, even though I do try and camouflage myself as an egg, <laughs> as a bearded egg, there are many of us out there, the brotherhood of bald, bearded men. I've been caught on camera, I'm sure, a million times and never realized it. I don't even share my own my own stories anymore, things about me. I exclusively share things on my show 
And if I'm going to share anything any more pers- personal than that, I do it on my Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not because of a privacy concern. It's more of a shift in my own understanding of what I want to share. You're not much of a, a social media user, right, Natch? Well, I only watch Reels when I am bored. Yeah, and you don't upload anything, really? No, no. Yeah, I'm starting to be the same, and I only talk about the show, about things related to the show, um, and, you know, chat occasionally with, with some of the listeners on, on Instagram. We'll get into some messages from Instagram in a little while. And that's because I realize anything that I post is just going to be some idealized version of my life, not a real representation. I have no desire to be an influencer. I just want to make my podcast, try and make it as entertaining and as informative as possible, encourage nuance. And there is no nuance in social media, you know? Anyway, let's get into what um, what some people's opinions were. Got a lot of messages online um, with regards to this topic, <laughs> ironically. Mary... Um, Mary is, is Spanish, by the way, um, and she's messaged us many times. She says, it's true that it is a myth, but we shouldn't accept it and fight for our rights. Um, the very moment you buy a mobile phone, your privacy is history. It's an illusion, but it shouldn't be like that. Something has to be done. Um, Fabian, again, wrote to us many times in the past. He said, never, never surrender. Yeah, I understand your feelings on this. One thing you guys probably don't know about me, when I returned from the Canary Islands, one of my first uh, jobs in Madrid, I worked for um, a non-profit project called You Own the Internet. You Own the Internet. If you ever, if you recognize that or that hashtag, that's because of the work I did as um, lead community manager for that project. Um, and it was um, it, it dealt with privacy issues online, um, kind of activism. Um, in against um, online um, how our how our privacy has been infringed uh, by many many companies it was evident to me very quickly into the research that I did for this um, for, for this project that it was a foregone it was already too late and this was years ago this was before Trump this was before um, before the Cambridge Analytica scandal, it became very evident to me that not only are we not concerned enough with our own privacy, like we'll exchange our privacy for convenience or just to be part of a fun network, not only do we not care about our own privacy, we also don't care about other people's. I mean, the amount of photos online of parents that parents share of their kids um, and the kids can't consent to that, I mean, privacy is just not a concern to us anymore, I don't think. And that has a terrible knock-on effect, I think, to um, to society. But it's too late. I'm, I'm convinced it's too late. The bridge here says, privacy, too late. The AI apocalypse, too late. Well, no, we're not too late for the AI apocalypse, if that ever happens. I don't, I'm not convinced it will. I, I still have, um, I hold a lot of hope for humanity. Let's continue. I got more messages. Um, Elena says, privacy in the digital age is challenging, but it's not a myth. We can't just accept its erosion. Nice. Marcus says, I tend to agree that privacy seems like a lost cause these days, but accepting it feels like giving up. Um, Nina, Nina's written to us before. She says, honestly, I think we've traded privacy for convenience and connection. It's just how it is now. Yeah, amen. True story. And finally, Derek, it's a double-edged sword. Um, do you say espada de doble fila in Spanish? Doble filo. Oh, God. Filo. Like the pastry. Espada de doble filo. It's a double-edged sword. Sure, total privacy might be a bit myth now, but that's the trade-off for the tech we have. Yeah. I mean, look, you can even go back in political history after the after what happened in 9-11, the Patriot Act, where people basically signed over their privacy f- through fear. We've done it for we've done it globally for a lot less of a good reason. We've done it because it's convenient. We want to be part of Facebook. 
the world's most complicated birthday reminder. <laughs> we want to see people sharing the same photo over and over again on Instagram. Feet on a beach. Aeroplane wing. <laughs> Halloween costume. The same photograph over and over again. And we've just handed over our privacy so willingly for these things, these these dopamine machines. It's sad. I mean, not not in every case. Look, Google scrapes your data as 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 maliciously as as Facebook does. And at, but at least Google gives you service in exchange. You get a great email account, storage on Google Cloud. Huh. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Um, Fila is a queue. <laughs> it's a sword that you have to queue twice for. A British sword. Um, let's see. Um, so, yeah. Um, on Instagram, they said it's true. What did you guys say? So, I made the statement that privacy is a myth in the dig digital age and we should accept it. La privacidad es un mito en, el, en la era de digital y deberíamos aceptarlo. You guys said... 100% true. Makes me a little sad, Natch, if I'm honest with you. Makes me a little sad. Sadly, yeah, it's 100% true. All of you voted true. Every single one of you watching the show right now. Um, that kind of, yeah, that does um, that does indeed make me um, quite sad and, <laughs> and worry about the future. I mean, what's next? How close are we to some kind of totalitarianism when everything we do can be surveilled, listened to, watched? Oh, no, no, it's just so we can deliver better ads. Now. Right? Now. It's because now we can get more relevant ads. But what about in the future? Whose hands... Or who has their hands on our data right now? You know? Our data, our mobile phone numbers, our interests are sold willy-nilly to people all over the world. And it's sad, and it makes me sad, because not only you've accepted it, friends, I've accepted it. I've, I've um, uh, accustomed myself to the, to the fact that there is no online privacy anymore. You know, WhatsApp uses end-to-end -end encryption. Oh, great. <laughs> so only, uh, only Meta, it's personal, it's, um, its parent company uses my data. Because I'll tell you something, I, I'll say something out loud and WhatsApp is, is listening to me. Google is listening to me. It's sad, but yeah, it's a sad inevitability of this digital era, and you guys agree 100% true. Um, but should it be that way? Should we not fight back? Should we not try and reclaim our privacy? It seems like an insurmountable struggle to do that, doesn't it? I mean, what kind of um, uh, what kind of checks and balances need to be in place? What I will say is Europe at least are doing something. The GDPR law... Um, that was put in place here in Europe, um, forcing websites to put um, cookie notifications um, so you know at least your data is being protected. But here's the thing. I don't think the problem is going to be solved by legislation. Natch, when was the last time you read a privacy statement before accepting it? I have never done it. How about you guys out there? You ever read a privacy statement before accepting it? Or is it just scroll, 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 scroll down to the bottom, accept? Yeah, now I've got TikTok. <laughs> yeah, the problem here isn't, um, isn't governments, it isn't businesses. It's us, our own laziness, our own, um, our own desire, uh, our own kind of desire for that little dopamine hit we get in exchange for our privacy and information. I think the least we can do as um, as people is maybe be a little more conscious of the photos we take the videos we share maybe ask permission before sharing things but you know what guys that's just my opinion and as grandpa Bo used to say opinions they're like buttholes everyone has one they all stink including mine let's go to today's 100 humans All right, Bridge, Vero, Eugene, um, who else? Born to Iron Man, <laughs> Decoy, all you, uh, um, Hookie J, 
All you guys joining me in the chat right now, it's your time. Vero. Okay, here we go. It was a long walk to work, friends, um, across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans, and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name the most annoying thing about the internet. Nombra la cosa más molesta de internet. Name the most annoying thing about the internet. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I am in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat, in the live audience, is to identify those top seven answers. The most annoying things about the internet. All right. Woo. All right, Natch. As always, we turn our attention to the one and only Oracle. Oh, you're not going to be around tomorrow, Natch, when I do the show. Sad. Makes me sad. Um, all right. What's the most annoying thing about the internet? The ads. The ads. The ads. Mm. The ads. Advertising, pop-ups, things like that. Ads. Is it there, though? Yes, it is. Well done, Natch. <laughs> it's actually the number one answer. Well done, Oracle. Back on form. 27 of 100 people said ads. Well done. Um, uh, Decoy also said cookies and pop-up notifications. Cookies, I would say, are more privacy things, right? Being tracked privacy concerns. Rafelka also said cookies. Not galletas. Cookies as in online. But are privacy concerns there? Does that bother people? Yes, it is. Well done. Four of the hundred humans said the, one of the things that annoys them the most are the privacy concerns. So cookies. There you go. Four of a hundred humans said that one. Um, Eugene here says, stupid people who think they are very smart. Yeah, that's all of us. <laughs> all of us. I'm guilty of that too, Eugene. All right, so let's see. Um, do you want some clues, friends? Do you want some clues, audience? This is a name for a group of people who exist online only to make you angry. <laughs> Named after um, a mythical monster. Hmm. Bridge thinks she knows. Do you know where it is, Natch? Yes, Trolls. Trolls, well done! <laughs> trolls is actually the number two answer with 19 of the 100 humans saying trolls. Decoy says clickbait. Do you, have a, you don't have a word for that in Spanish, right? You just say clickbait. Um, the top 10 reasons your husband may be cheating. Number five will surprise you. <laughs> sad, the sad thing is about clickbait. You know, I worked in online publishing for a, maybe like three years. It works. It really works. Sad. All right, clickbait. But is it there? Is it something that annoys people on the internet? This is from Decoy Clickbait. Yes, it is. Well done, Decoy. The Koi on fire with the third most popular answer. 17 of 100 humans said clickbait. Um, earlier on in the show, I asked um, I asked Natch if he still received this after the GDPR law. <laughs> the GDPR law referring to emails. You should not be you should not be receiving this kind of an email. What kind of an email am I talking about? Ooh. Yeah. All right, there's your clue. What kind of an email? This is an email-centric question. What kind of an email might annoy someone the most about the internet? The bridge has an answer. Do you know, Natch? Yes, spam. Spam, well done, sir. Um, Vero says, people who pretend to be someone who they aren't. Impersonators, imposters. Hmm. Yeah, like scams. Oh, it's a great answer, but you know what? I'll accept it. It's there. Why not? I mean, scams isn't there, but what is there is misinformation. 
And I think if someone's pretending to be someone they're not, that's misinformation. It's <laughs> at so least misinformation adjacent. So yeah, we'll give you we'll give you that one. Misinformation. There's just one more. There's just one more to identify. And this one, my friends, isn't so much of a modern problem. By the way, well done, Vero, for misinformation. This isn't a modern problem, but if you were young when Natch and I were young, a million years ago approximately, and you tried to go online, this was the most annoying thing. <laughs> I mean, now with broadband, with um, fiber optic, not so much of a problem until you um, uh, come across, you, you, you know, you're on your mobile phone navigating and you hit an area with a poor signal. What is annoying? Hmm. Poor signal? Why would that be annoying? Why would that be a um, why would that be an annoying thing? All right, Eugene thinks he has an answer. What do you think, Natch? Speed, uh, connection. Or... Slow speed, slow connection. Um, Eugene says bad connection, which would lead to slow speed, right? Hmm. Is it there, though? Did the 100 humans agree? Yes, they did. Well done. All right, friends. So I asked 100 humans to name the most annoying thing about the internet. Nombra la cosa más molesta de internet. In position number seven. They said privacy concerns. Inquietitud por la privacidad. Meh. Natch doesn't look convenient. Well, he's giving me a little kind of... Eesh. I hate to give you a nod here. That's what he's saying. <laughs> In position number six. We had misinformation. Información um, errónea. All right. Got a thumbs up there. That was it. Looks like a super nivelato. Inquietitud por la privacidad, said Vero. I said impersonators because I suffered it, says Vero. Yeah. Me too. Someone got my phone number and pretended to be me to my mum to, to scam her out of money. Thank God my mum is too poor to have given them anything. <laughs> Um, all right, next in position number five was slow speed, um, velocidad lenta. In position number four, spam, spam, spam emails. In position number three was clickbait articles. Oh, keep stay tuned, guys. Number two will surprise you. <laughs> in position two was trolls. You know, these people who exist online only to make you angry. And finally, in position number one, Los Anuncios adverts, pop-ups. You slipped in an extra T. Ah, did I? Oh, my bad. My bad. All right, friends, it's time for Complete the News. Complete the News! Oh, my God, friends, I'm going to give you a real life. Oh, God, it's this word, orthodontist in Spanish. <laughs> I'm going to give you a real life news headline, but I'm going to leave out some important information. I'm starting to wish that information was orthodontist now. <laughs> um, but and then I'm going to give you three options and using those three options, you will complete the news. Here it is. I think we only have time for one today, sadly. So here we go. An orthodontist offers free blank with Invisalign treatment. Invisalign are like the things that straighten your teeth invisibly. So an orthodontist. Orthodontista. <laughs> when Natch says something, it's like it hits me directly in the memory centers of my brain. <laughs> Orthodontista ofrece blank gratis con el tratamiento Invisalign. But what is it? Is it. Oh, hang on, wait. Vero says or, Orthodontia Invisible. Invisalign. Is that right, Nanch? That's the name of the treatment. Ah, okay, okay. The word you are saying is Orthodontista. Okay, okay. The guy that, that does. So that's like the, the name for the thing that Invisalign is. Exactly, orthodontia invisible. Okay. All right, so here we go. Um, so with this Invisalign treatment, an orthodontist offers something for free. Is it A, a gun, pistola, a gun? Is it B, <laughs> a happy ending? If you don't know what that means, ask your mom and dad. They'll tell you. Un final feliz. 
Or is it C, a year supply of candy? So, uh, would you say suministro annual de caramelos? Yeah. All right, so what is it? An orthodontist offers free blank with Invisalign treatment. Is it A, a gun? B, a happy ending in quotation marks, final filith? Or is it C, a year supply of candy? Um, suministro annual de caramelos. Is it in the States? <laughs> Asks the coy. Um, it is in the States. He's saying because if it is, then it's A, no doubt. Maybe, maybe not. Hmm. So, yeah, orthodontist offers free blank Invisalign with an Invisalign treatment. Is it a gun, a happy ending, or a year supply of candy? I would love to ask Natch, but he's currently with Lucy, and Lucy can talk, man. Lucy, one day you, I'm going to bring you to the radio. <laughs> okay, Natch, which do you think it is? Uh, a gun. You think a gun, eh? The chat is, other than Decoy, everybody else has said B, a happy ending. I think that's more a comment on me than the news. <laughs> Okay, let's find out. Um, so, an orthodontist offers free... The answer is A, a gun. Well done, Natch. And well done, Decoy. Commiserations for everybody else who said B. In uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, an orthodontist um, is running a unique promotion titled Grins and Glocks. Glock is uh, kind of gun. Offering a new, Invisal new Invisalign patients a free Glock 19 handgun or a membership to a gun club. Oh, my God. This unconventional offer, initially intended for members of the gun club's email list, has garnered significant attention and controversy. I wonder why. Jeez Louise. Yeah, guys, so there you go. There you have it. I'll be back tomorrow morning. Don't miss it. It's a podcast exclusive, or you can catch it live on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian. So many things you could have been doing today. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me. And it means the world. See you next time.